your word is light your word gives illumination thank you my father thank you my father i honor you my father we receive the ministry of your word even right now Praying tongues now, everybody. Just pray in the spirit. Blessed be your name, my Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. First Timothy chapter 3 verse 15. King James says, But if I tarry long, just a minute. But if I tarry long, that thou mightest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. Now he says, I'm writing these things to you, I'm sending these things to you, so that you know how you ought to behave yourself in the house of God. So there's a right conduct in the house of God. There's a proper conduct in the house of God. There's a way to behave in the house of God. There's a code of conduct in God's house. That means everywhere there is a code of conduct, there is necessarily training required. Because what it means is, for example, I mean, just the scripture we just read. He said, I'm writing you that you may know how people ought to if they were already acting that way, he would not need to write to them. So there is training required. What kind of training? Training in righteousness. You know? So the house of God is a place of training. Then we see something else, that the church is the household of God. Then thirdly, we see that the church is the pillar and ground of truth. Of course, this is consistent with what we see in Matthew, where Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Jesus said he is the rock. He is the rock. He is the foundation. He is the cornerstone of the church. Now, let's look at something in Genesis chapter 28. Genesis 28 from verse number 11. Genesis 28 verse 11. Now, this is, remember I told you that the word church is from the, the, the Greek word ecclesia, which means called out ones, called out ones. Then the church of Jesus Christ was not the first church, wasn't the first to be called out, but it's the church of Jesus Christ. In the Old Testament, we have the church in the wilderness. They were called out of Egypt. Then in Genesis chapter 12, you also had the beginning of a church, a called out family. You had Abraham was called out. God said to Abraham, he said, come out of your father's house. Come out of your family. Come out of your kindred. So Abraham was called out. Now, but you also observe something that the, there's not just the calling out. 
there is the calling unto. Come on, amen. There is a calling unto. So God calls us out, but calls us to something. And that is where purpose comes in. That's where purpose comes in. One of the things that you observe, God's testimony about Abraham, he says something's very beautiful about Abraham. He said, I know Abraham will be able, that he will be able to direct and lead his family in the worship of God. You know, so Abraham was not just to be called out. He was called out, but he, Abraham also was to build a church, you know, a community of people that worship Jehovah. Now, in Christ, we are called out. We are the called out ones in Christ Jesus. That means we are the church called out ones, called out from where? For us, it's even greater. Because, you know, Abraham was called out of his father's house. Israel was called out of Egypt. In, in, in Colossians, we see that Christ was the first begotten from the dead. He was the first to be called out from the dead. So for us in Christ Jesus, we were called out from the dead. Come on, amen. You know, we were called out from the dead. We are the church, the body of Christ, the resurrected Christ. So let's look at something here. Um, Genesis chapter, chapter 28 from verse 11. It says, and he alighted. This was this is the account of, of Jacob. Jacob was the grandson of, of Abraham. And this was after Jacob had um, um, stolen the blessing that was supposed to go to Esau. And he was now running for his life. If you read from verse 1, you observe certain things. Now, I, I want you to understand this. Jacob didn't just steal the blessing. Uh, Esau lost it. You know, Esau lost it. It's not just enough to talk about how Jacob swindled Esau. There was already a contract that was done. There was already something that Esau did. And if you read from the, 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 the verse, um, the, the, the preceding verse, maybe we'll read from verse 1. You observe something about Jacob and about Esau. They were different. They were different. You know, God told Jacob, he says, and Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt take a wife. Thou shalt not, listen to this, thou shalt not, remember, he said, I write unto you, eh, that you may know how you may conduct yourself in the house of God. You can imagine that. I, I, I'm giving you a code of conduct. Now look at what Isaac said to his son. He said to his son, he says, and Isaac called Jacob and blessed him. He blessed him. To bless means to empower, to prosper. Then he charged him and said unto him. Now, so there is the blessing, then there is the charge. The, the charge is a stronger word. You know, the charge is not an advice. A charge is not a suggestion. You know, he's giving you uh, uh, some definite instructions. And charged him and said unto him, now look at the charge. Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Wow. They were living in Canaan. Then he said, you shall not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. That means he gave him a restriction where to marry from and who to marry. In Christ Jesus, is the same thing. It's the same thing. 
Paul said, you should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. You should not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. I want you to observe this. I'm, I'm not so sure how old Jacob was at this time, but Jacob was not a teenager. Jacob was a man. And his father could still give him instruction. He could still give him instruction and tell him what not to do. And I hope you know that who to marry is one of those decisions where somebody says, I'm old enough. I know what is good for me. I know what I want. But this is the one the father says, don't take a wife from among the daughters of Canaan. I want you to get this. This is not racism. Because you have to understand. The issue is not about Canaan. It's that, it's that Jacob, um, Isaac was saying to Jacob, we have been called out. This calling now decides certain decisions that we make. Who understands that? Your choices will not be determined by what is available. Your choices will not be determined by what is, uh, you know, some people, the choices they make is by proximity. You know, they decide by what is closest to them. He said, we've been called out. That day that God called Abraham, a calling came upon his life. So he was not to behave any other way. He was not even to dress like the others dressed. Not to talk like them. If you read down, uh, maybe as I quote, you'll find the verse. This thing that God, um, 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 Jacob told Isaac not to do. Now remember they were twins. I want you to remember they were twins. At this point, Jacob was not married. Esau was already married. Not just one, he had two. Uh, come on, go down, go down. Go down, just keep scrolling. You should have found it now. Um, now, of course, he told him, he didn't just tell him where not to marry from. He also told him where to marry from. He told him where to marry. So he says, arise, go to Padanaram. Now, someone says, Pastor, it's Old Testament. In the New Testament, we are free. Liberty is not freedom to do anything. Liberty is freedom to do something within the context of a certain space. You are not free to do anything. You are free to do everything in Christ Jesus. Oh, did you get that now? In Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, there are boundaries. It's a place. There are dimensions. He showed him where to go. He says, to the house of Bethuel. He says, thy mother's father. Do you know that this was exactly the same thing Abraham did for Isaac? Exactly the same thing. When it was, Abraham, when it was time for Isaac to get married, in fact, Isaac got um, Eliezer, um, Abraham got Eliezer and sent him to this same family, to this same area, to this same place. I'm old enough. Anyway, I fear, I just go. I know what is good for me. Listen, look at the scriptures. Look at the scriptures. It says, and take thee a wife from thence 
of the daughters of Laban, gave him a specific family, thy mother's brother. Very quiet now. Church is quiet. Quiet. The word of God is timeless. You know, the principles of our kingdom, they are timeless. You know, they are timeless. Next verse. You'll see a pattern here. Keep going. Bless you. Give him, and, and that blessing is the Abrahamic blessing. He says, I give thee the blessing of Abraham. He says, to thee and thy seed, with thee. It's like this, for example, have you, heard, have you ever heard someone say, I have the right of the firstborn. I have the right of the firstborn. I have the right of the firstborn. A lot of times when people talk about the right of the firstborn, they always talk about the blessing. That is the benefit. The right of the firstborn is not just the benefit side. There is also the duty side. When you say you have the right of the firstborn, there is the behavior of the firstborn. There's the attitude of the firstborn. You know, the blessing is not without instruction. He said he blessed him, then charged him. He blessed him, then charged him. Some people just want the blessing. Say, don't tell me what to do, but just give me the blessing. He blessed him and charged him. The reason is because if you don't heed instruction, you will secure the flow of the blessing. He says instruction is your life. If you don't heed instruction, you will short secure the blessing of God. Get that scripture back. So he gives them the Abrahamic blessings. Then he says, he says, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. Next verse. Isaac went away. And Isaac sent away Jacob. And he went. Why he sent him away? It was because Esau said, I'm going to kill you. So he told him to go. Keep going. Keep going. Now look at this. When, I, when Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padarama, he says, now look at him. He take him a wife from thence. From thence where? From the Canaan his father told his, him and his brother not to take wife from. He says, and that as he blessed him, okay, okay, sorry, to take a wife from thence, that's as per um, um, Bethuel's house, that's going back to where uh, Abraham came from. I missed that. I missed the, 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 the expression there. He says, and that he blessed him to give him a charge, saying, thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Now, he heard the instruction. He heard the instruction. Don't take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Look at the next thing that Esau does. And Jacob obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Padaram, Pad Padanaram. Now, Esau seeing that the daughters of Canaan Please not Isaac, his father. Listen, he saw, he observed that his father was not pleased. You know, one thing I tell people is this. You know, when you read the Bible, you need to read it right. You need to read it right. For example, when you're studying the story of Jacob, of Joseph and his brothers, you almost think that Joseph is the believer. His brothers are the unbelievers. No, they were all Israelites. In today's world, in our world, they will be all Christians. No, you didn't hear what I just said now. That means the one that is hating, the one that is, that is planning and conspiring against his brother, his brother, they were all Israelites under the covenant and the blessing of Jacob, of Abraham. 
So this Esau, this Esau is a child of Isaac, a grandson of Abraham. He said he saw that his father was not pleased. Next verse. Then went Esau unto Ishmael and took unto the wives which he had, Mahalat, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajoth, to be his wife. Now, he went the other direction. His brother, remember Ishmael. God already gave an, gave an instruction, Ishmael, go your way. Separate. Um, Isaac, go a different way. The place that, the separation that was done, he said, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What does God know? And in fact, you see the scripture that he seemed to have done this to despise his father. Why offense? Have you seen some people in church get offended by a man? I'm offended at you. But my way to, to, to lash out on offending you is to do something that is contrary to the word of God because I'm offended at you. What kind of foolishness is that? So what are you going to say to God? God, I disrespected you. I disrespected your word because I'm offended at him. It's the scripture. Maybe one of these days we'll do a topical study on Esau. You'll be amazed. And you know, the New Testament says we shouldn't be like Esau. And James called him, he said he was profane. He was profane. What's profane? To be profane is not to regard spiritual things. To have little reverence for spiritual things. And there is nothing more spiritual than instructions. 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 Um, this, this, this thing is here. Um, nobody should touch this thing. And say, ah, nobody should touch it. Who said so? Pastor. Eh, did he say nobody should touch it? If I touch it, what happens? What if I move it like this? You think that it's about touching it. No, it's about a cultivation of your spirit. It's about your cultivation of your spirit. Because those boundaries that God gives to you, they are the proof of love. God never blesses you without putting boundaries. He he, he, he made a beautiful garden, the Garden of Eden, then gave man a boundary. He says, don't touch this fruit. Don't eat of this fruit. Rather, don't eat of this fruit. Take everything else you want. The devil always will move you. Of every tree there, the one that was now pleasant in the eyes and good for eating was the one that God said, don't eat. All right. Can you go to verse 11 now? I just wanted to establish that about Esau so you understand that he didn't just lose the blessing um, mistakenly. There was something about his character. You know, there was something about his development. And he alighted upon a certain place. So he ran. He left um, um, his... Can you go back to verse 10? Go back to verse 10. Jacob went, went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. So Haran was where Abraham was, was called out from. And he, he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night. Now we'll get to find out that this place was lost. Now, because the sun was set 
And he took of the stones of that place and put them on his pillow and lay down in that place to sleep. So he lay down to sleep. Next. He says, and he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up on the earth and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it, the ladder. So he slept in a place. Then when he was sleeping, he had a vision. There was a ladder that was placed from the earth. Now, please take note of this. The ladder was placed from the earth, but it reaches heaven. Now, it didn't say the ladder came from heaven and reached the earth. It started from earth, reached the heaven. Then you see another thing. He said he saw angels. Then he said the angels, he didn't say descending and ascending. He said rather they ascending and descending. Now, letting you know if they were ascending, they were already here. Who understands that? They were already here. They did not come from there. The angels were present. They were now moving from here and coming down. You know, they were moving up and coming down. Next verse. This is very, very important. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said. So he stood above it, presence. He said his word. He spoke. I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest. To thee will I give it and to thy seed. Next verse. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the, take note of this, to the west, to the east, to the north, and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. I, I want you to observe this. Isaac, this, what God said, what God said to Isaac, to, to, to um. Um, Jacob, in this instance, was not different from what his father had been saying to him. When his father said to him, I give you the Abrahamic blessing, this was exactly the same word. But you see, it's one thing for one to speak over your life. It's another thing for you to have a personal encounter with the Spirit. When the Spirit of God speaks to you, and that word becomes a personalized vision, you get to see it for yourself. You get to own it for yourself. It may start by your father speaking over you, your pastor speaking over you, but church is a place where something happens. Church is a place of personal spiritual encounters. A place of supernatural encounters. Alright, next verse. And behold, I am with thee and I will keep thee in all places whither thou goest. Now, it, it, this is awesome. And I will bring thee again into this land for I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken to thee of. Next verse. Jacob awaked out of his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in, take note of this, in this place. Take note of it. The Lord is in this place. In this place. Do you know God is a God of places? In this place. God is in this place. So, is he not in everywhere? No, he's everywhere. But what Jacob was saying is that this place is consecrated. This place, God is here. His presence is here. 
You know, this is why it's wrong for you to sit at home on a Sunday morning telling yourself that God is everywhere. The way God is in this place is not the way he is in your room. Who understands that? Now, you need to understand that. For example, Jesus, when he rose up from the dead, he fixed an appointment. He told um, Mary and the other women, he said, go and tell my brothers. Go and tell the disciples. He said, tell them to meet me. Meet me on Mount Olives. Meet me on Mount Olives. Give them the time. Give them the place. Give them the venue. How many of you remember that Jesus used to walk through walls? You know, uninvited. He just walked in and was with them. Why did he give them the appointment? Why did he give them the place? You know, God is a God of places. He's a God of places. When people try to de-emphasize the local church, they are, they are wrong. They are not scriptural. They are not scriptural. You are not, your Christianity is not just you, God alone. No, in Christianity, you come into fellowship with God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost, but you also come into fellowship with me and other Christians. And that fellowship is real. That fellowship becomes a place of accountability. Yeah, I mean, as a human being, didn't God create you? Isn't God your father? Then all of a sudden, you want to go out, your earthly father says, sit down. You sit down. Even if you say, God, 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 you say I should go out. You say, your father says you should sit down, sit down. Then he starts praying, Father, touch his heart, touch his heart, touch his heart. Then, all of a sudden, your father comes and says, okay, stand up, go. You start going, hey, miracle, a miracle. Father, God, God, the father has touched his heart. Oh, so you understand the authority of your earthly father. But all of a sudden, in the house of God, you don't know we have authority. You know, you don't understand it. That there's also authority. And, you know, sometimes it's so sad to see people who, you know, it's amazing sometimes. The people who resist authority love authority. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said now. Uh, the people who, who resist authority, they love authority. You know, you, you can't tell me what to do. Then they turn around and say, hey, you, come here. I want you to go and do X, Y, Z. Those who are subject to authority, they, are, they don't just, they don't love authority, they submit to authority. Like the man, the centurion that met Jesus, he said, he didn't say I'm a man of authority. He said, I'm a man under authority. You know, I'm a man under authority. Then he says, because I'm under authority, I'm qualified to use it. He said, I say to one, go, and he goes. I say to another, come, and he comes. He said, you just speak the word. You just speak the word. He understood it. Get that scripture back up. Quickly. Rush out now. He woke up from his sleep. He saw that God was in this place. And I knew it not. Next. He was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place? This is none other but, take note of this, but the house of God. You know, this is the gate of heaven. 
So he says, this is the house of God. And look at the next verse. He names it. Okay, so he makes the sacrifice. No, go back, go back. Jacob rose up early in the morning and took the stone that he had put. Now take note of that word, stone. He took the stone that he had put in, put for his pillow and set it up for a pillar and poured oil, take note of that oil, poured oil upon it. Next. He called the name of that place Bethel. Bethel, two words there. Beth is the word house. Like you have Bethlehem, you have Bethsaida, you know, all that is house. But this time is Bethel. El is a short form of Elohim, that is God. So Bethel means the house of God. The house of God. That's what Jacob said. Jacob said, this is the house of God. This is Bethel. This is the house of God. It's the house of God. Then he did something. He did something. When he woke up, that stone was no more an ordinary stone. Huh? Deacon Peter, it was not an ordinary stone. He became a special stone. He made an altar. He poured, oh boy, look at that. He poured oil. You know, I, I heard someone was asking, uh, we give offerings and tithes. Uh, after giving offerings and tithes, um, how come when we want to buy fuel in our church, they, they, they ask us to make contributions? You don't understand what an offering is. Let me explain to you. What's an offering? The word offering is from the word oblation. Oblation. Offering is oblation. What is oblation? Your forefathers, most of us are Africans, they understood what an oblation is. There was something that the, the woman with the alabaster box did. When she got her box, she broke it. Then she offered it up as an oblation. She literally wasted it. She wasted it. Because offerings are waste. I, I, you need to understand it. You know, when you give an offering, it's an oblation. So they took it and he, she took it, she poured it on him, she poured it on her leg. Because that's what you do with an offering. You pour it. You pour it. In most African tradition, when they used to offer to their gods, when they get a drink, before they drink, they offer an oblation. How do they do it? They take that drink, they put it in a cup, they waste it. You didn't hear what I just said now. The question will now be this. When they pour it in the ground, who goes on the ground to start digging it out? Since you want pastor to come and give you account of your offering and tithes. My people perish for the lack for the lack of accurate spiritual knowledge. Your offering is an oblation. Look at this. When, um, when, when um, Elijah was facing the prophets of Baal, remember there was famine. Remember that there was no water. When they offered those sacrifices, these guys were cutting themselves and they were praying to their gods. When it was time for Elijah to pray, Elijah did something that was unthinkable. It was unthinkable. In a time where people were looking for water, you used to think that, oh, he poured the water to make it difficult for the fire to come. That was not it. 
he was offering a special oblation. He took the water that people were looking for. He took the water that the whole nation was looking for. He took that water. He poured it. He poured it. He poured it. He wasted it. Listen to me. If you give an offering to God and you need to investigate where the offering went, you have already lost your idea of who God is and what the offering is.